With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello, and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the cousins, Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Husker CuzCast, for all podcast updates and more. It is Ohio State Week. Uh, we got a great show planned for tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Ohio State, of course, and the playoff rankings were just released. But first, got to talk about Purdue. Another loss in the Scott Frost era. Uh, Huskers fell 28-23 at home. I, I don't know what to say here, guys. Uh, <laughs> these losses are piling up. Uh, Tyler, what were your overall thoughts uh, from this game here? You know, I think I, I use this statement a lot when you look at this game in a vacuum i think that there's you know it's one of those things where it's like okay that sucks this is a bad loss but it's not you know it's what it is it's just to what you said earlier it's what's piling up it's another one it's another game where we could have won should have won all these things and we lost and we'll obviously talk about why we lost but it's just i don't know this is the lowest point for me in the scott frost error i mean he's it's just it was it was another game, another loss. Derek, what did you feel after this game? Man, it's it's just such an anomaly. Like we found another way to lose. We lost because we had four turnovers in this game. Something that we'd done pretty well all year with. We had, we hadn't been turning the ball over. All of a sudden, this game four interceptions. Like well, it, it's something different. It, it's either special teams or and defense didn't play great in this game, and. Just every game, it's something different. We're getting bad penalties, or we're getting bad special teams, or I mean, we played a relatively clean game. There wasn't a lot of penalties in this game. It was just the turnovers. Well, let's talk about Adrian Martinez. Win a game. So Adrian Martinez here. This is this is a guy where just it just it doesn't seem too long ago we had an episode talking about you know I, I labeled him earlier as the greatest running back, uh, running quarterback in all of the country. We talked about him. You know, being an all-conference type of uh, quarterback. Now you look at it, and in just two short games after Minnesota and Purdue, Tyler, where do you see Adrian Martinez? Well, we, you know, a couple weeks ago, right after the Minnesota game, we we did our like uh, position rankings, and I was probably why well, not probably I was the lowest on Adrian Martinez, which probably shocked a lot of people. I I think what Adrian Martinez is is he is a good quarterback. But when you take away his ability to run, and I know Frost said he was 100%, then someone's got to explain to me how he ran for 18 yards. I, I don't I don't get it. I, I don't understand how all of a sudden this guy can't run the ball if he's 100%. I don't believe he's probably 100% because I just don't believe that. It wasn't a spy. It wasn't like he was getting ran down. He just doesn't look mobile right now. Well, after after the game, Frost did say that 
he was close to 100%. But you know what close means. Well, nobody knows what close means to Scott Frost. I mean, we're, you know, I'm holding my fingers together here. We're this close. He's this close to 100%. What, what, what does that mean? I mean, we're, we're close to competing for, you know, winning a lot of games and competing for the division. That's close. I don't know. Derek, what are your thoughts on Adrian Martinez here? I, I think if there was ever a time to bench him, this was the game. Four interceptions. Man, that was terrible. And there really should have been a, a fifth one early on in the game. He should have had two pick sixes in the first half. Yeah. This is his first I mean, pass just, play, right? He, 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 yeah, he just, he just he wasn't himself. I'm not saying you bench him for the rest of the game, but maybe you sit him down for a series or two and go, Logan, go out there and just do something. Well, I, just... I don't know, but I, I'm, not, I'm not usually the bench the quarterback guy, but I, I think at that point you could clearly tell he was struggling. The game wasn't coming into his head the way it should have been. And I, I just maybe it was a point to just let him sit for a little bit. So last year, you know, Adrian Martinez was benched for Luke McCaffrey for two games, uh, Penn State game uh, and uh, Illinois. And so we've seen Frost sit – Adrian Martinez down, but now, you know, what is what does that say about Logan Smothers? Who's gonna he's gonna be in most you know high probability he's gonna be the starting quarterback for Nebraska next year, and Scott Frost is unwilling to give him an, any experience. You know, Scott Frost talked about this week when, uh, when talking about Logan Smothers that you know I'm kind of ad libbing here. He's saying that he just needs experience. Well, God damn it, you're the guy that can give him experience. Put him in the game. When your starting quarterback is struggling, why not see what the next guy has to offer? It, it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, you're, you're the head coach. You can make a decision. You can put him in the game. And again, this isn't baseball. Just because you bench him doesn't mean you can't bring him back into the game. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I guess, it, and, and again, what I would say to that is... Adrian Martinez is the – I hate to say this because it's just – it's so mean to point it out one guy, but he's the reason why we lost Saturday. I think he is – I mean, there's things that we could have done better in a lot of different areas, but he is the reason we lost Saturday. And But what I will say on the benching him, there, like when he really started melting down was that late third, fourth quarter. He had two interceptions in the fourth quarter. Like to put Logan Smothers out there with two minutes left in the game and say – well, go get your reps now. Like that that's not the time to do it. It's not like he melted down in the second quarter and had two interceptions at halftime or three at halftime. Like, you know, he we were up at halftime. We were up at halftime and when he started melting down was late in the game. Um so it I I think he started melting down much before that. That whole second half he was not good. I think we had one ser- we had one or two series. We had the ball for like two minutes in the third quarter. Because we kept going three and out. I think we had two series in the third, I think is what it and was. We went three and out in both of them. I, I guess I, I, I just don't think it. Which is, which is where the defense needs to take a little credit for this loss, too. They could not get off the field. Like, Purdue had the ball for 38 minutes. Now, granted, those four interceptions didn't help for time of possession, but I mean, you just you got to find a way to get off the field. Yeah, this this was a terrible game. I don't know. Uh, would would you guys equate this to like the Illinois game? I mean, it was it that bad? Not that bad. 
I don't think it was that I, bad. I, I think I think it's worse, honestly. I mean, it, it didn't feel like a one-score game at all. I mean, this was another one-score one game, but this did not feel like it. Uh, you know, di- I mean, I mean that that that, and you're coming off a bye week. You're so you're, you should be fairly fresh. You're at home. I mean, you're, I, I don't. Their, their offense is as bad as Illinois is about. Like they can't run the ball, and somehow you allowed 115 yards running. Yeah. So, I, I guess and how it felt, Justin. Just it. We we had the lead till two minutes and forty seven seconds left in the third quarter. Like, I get it that we had more yards than them. I I I think it. I mean, to say like it did feel like a close game. I I don't know. I mean, we again we were up until late in the third. We had more yards than them. Like it, but it is it worse than Illinois? Honestly, I say no because I don't think Purdue. I think Purdue is a decent team. I think they are a team. You know they're going to be a, I think a seven win team this year. The, the problem is is you should be beating a team like that at home. Like you should be beating what is defined by a six seven win team at home. You should win those games, um, especially if you have a lead. Especially when you have a lead, and 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 ultimately, like Adrian, like did not play well, and yeah, I mean it just. Derek, we talked on the podcast uh, a week or two ago about, you know, if there's a chance that uh, maybe Frost has lost this team. What do you think now? I, 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 it doesn't feel like he's lost a team to me. It's just, I, I, I just don't know what to take from it. Like, I, I don't know. Like, something's got to give. Like, the offensive line even looked halfway decent in this game. And yet we still, I mean... We struggled to move the ball the whole second half. I don't. I just do not understand how we struggled to move the ball that bad. But I don't think it was necessarily because he lost the team. And I, I think you could clearly, you could see it in some of the players' post game how emotional they are. I mean, you don't get emotional like that if you've lost a team. Well, with Ohio State coming, do you worry that that could happen easily if things get uh, out of control next week? Uh, I, I don't know if you if you lose a team. But I, I could see Ohio State maybe getting out of hand pretty fast. Yeah. Tyler, do you have any thoughts on that? I, I kind of agree with Derek. I mean, I think that when you play like that, like when you talk about losing a team, I think we've had evidence in Nebraska history where a coach has lost a team. You know, I, I don't – the Ohio State game is going to be its own beast, and we'll obviously break that down here, but – I I I don't feel like Frost has lost the team yet, but it's definitely I think it's getting to that point. I mean, well, let's talk about Scott Frost here for a second because he's been in the news. You know, he's the topic of discussion more than this Purdue loss. This Purdue loss is just another loss that's been stacked up, but it's all about Scott Frost. And you know, if if you didn't think that he was on the hot seat before. You got to say yes. He is certainly on the hot seat now. Is that is that fair to say, Tyler? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say so. I think that the the this is where like so. I, I've had a conversation. I told you guys this, Anto. So I had four different conversations after the Husker game, and with four different groups of people that I don't always interact around. So they're not really in my circle. And of course, Nebraska came up, 
And I would say by far large, the thought of firing Frost was not on their radar. Like when I threw it out, I had literally one group of guys that say that would be the dumbest thing Nebraska ever did. I think this is a like, this is, this is snowflakes. This is snowflakes that are a little bit bitchy. And this is the Nebraska media trying to get clicks that I, I don't think that the average Nebraska fan from what I see is there. Now, should they be there? Possibly. I mean, I, I, I think there's probably a case about the performance of this team. And obviously we're, you know, we are the Twitter guys. We do obviously say very ingrained in this, but we listen to the podcast. We let, you know, we follow the team very closely. Um, so I, I, I do think that the, the, there's a case for it, but I just honestly, this is not, I don't think that the overwhelming fans are there. I think this is mostly a lot what of about you, Derek? Twitter. All right. Now, here's the thing. I, again, I'm going to talk about the anomaly of some of these losses. Like, I just don't get it. I, so I went back and I just kind of wanted to check to see where, where all these, where we are statistically. Because statistically, we should be winning games. Like, this is the sixth best season we've had since being in the Big Ten for scoring offense. And I understand that's not great. It's middle of the road. Uh, but three of those five years that were better than this year were under Polini, which really kind of shocked me a little bit. But uh, Mike Riley had one in 2015, and Scott Frost had one in uh, 2018 where he was 0.1 points per game better. Uh, but this is the most yardage we've ever averaged in a, a, per game. And this is the lowest scoring defense we've had per game since being in the Big Ten. It's the least amount of yards we've given up defensively per game. Like, statistically, it looks like we should be winning games. And everybody says, oh, we just find ways to lose. And everybody brings up penalties. But you know what? This is the second lowest penalties we've had. Uh, It's the lowest amount of yards we've had since being in the Big Ten. So it's not penalties killing us. It's not be, not being able to score killing us. It's not our defense killing us. It's just I just it blows me away. I can't I can't find that one stat. I mean turnovers. We haven't had a great deal of turnovers this year. I mean we've had thirteen now, but four of those came in that last game. Uh, we're, we're one one area where we are kind of struggling is takeaways, and right now we're on pace to have one of our lowest takeaways in in a season since being in the Big Ten. So, I, again, I just I, I can't I can't blame all of the losses on special teams. Like, I know they haven't helped. Well, the question was, like, it was more about Scott Frost being on the hot seat. Is that deserved? Well, yes, it's on the hot seat. He deserves to be on the hot seat. But what I'm saying is, it, it just amazes me how, how what the record is with, this, with these stats. Like, everybody wants to just fire Frost because they don't see any improvement, but there's clearly improvement. It's just not in the wind column, and I can't figure out why it's not in the wind column. Yeah. It's – it th- something needs to be changed there. Something needs to be changed, and I have my thoughts. You know, there's three games to pan out, but uh, what are you hearing in your uh, circles? I know you, you guys love to talk – Husker football with a bunch of people, Derek. I mean, what are their sentiments right now when it comes to Frost? I mean, I, I, I've had very few people talk to me about wanting to fire Frost. Uh, mo- mostly what I'm hearing is replacing Greg Austin, I think he's the number one guy. Uh, getting rid of Verduzco is another big topic. Uh, bringing in a special teams coordinator is another big topic. 
But but I've heard very few, at least where I work, of people that just want Frost fired. Martinez getting rid of Martinez is a very popular sentiment. Uh, that yeah, that which I mean, I guess I get it. But this game, I, I don't expect to see another game like this from Adrian Martinez. Like, this was a really bad game for him. Really, with the uh, three defenses that we're about to play? You don't expect another no, I, one? I don't expect to see no four-interception game, no. I mean, he hasn't done that. I mean, like, the evidence is out there that, like, like I mean, is I don't think it's hyperbole to say this was Adrian Martinez's worst game as a Husker. And he's had bad games. It's not like he's been flawless. But, I mean, it's... I, I really... I, I didn't want to go down this rabbit hole because it's so depressing. But, I mean, it's... I, I I tried to think of the worst games. I tried to just spot check them. Like, the 2020 Northwestern game comes to mind. And people freaked out because he had one interception. Like, I mean, it, it's... Yeah, I don't... I mean, he's obviously had his fumbling problems. Um, but he's also... Usually ran but, for hundred really, yards when he does that. He, he's, he's not even really struggling with fumbling this year that much. It, it again, it the takes that he was having a good year, and I still stand by this. I still stand by the fact that he is a good quarterback in the Big Ten. Now, if he can't run, if he if he's not mobile, he becomes a very average quarterback in the Big Ten. So I'll agree with that. It, it, we, they got they got to get his legs back, and I don't know if he's got a leg injury. Or I, I I don't know what's bothering him, but if he can't run the ball, I I, th- I I do think you need to try a different quarterback because he is a very average quarterback. If all he's going to do is pass the ball, which is another complaint of mine in this Purdue game, why did we not dial up more blitzes to to get it on Aiden O'Connell? Because like that guy's thrown eight interceptions to start the year, and we're putting no pressure on him. We're blitzing three and four guys all day. They probably wanted those uh, people back in coverage. So well, they, they weren't even doing that. That was some of the softest coverage I've seen since last year's Ohio State game. I don't know. I mean, I, I cannot figure out. I, I have praised Eric Shenander for his blitz packages that he's dialed up this year, and this was probably his worst called game of the year. Even uh... – even worse than Minnesota? Oh, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Uh, he was dialing up blitzes against Minnesota. They were just putting seven offensive linemen in. And Tanner Morgan. He was struggling to get pressure. And Tanner Morgan was just absolutely unstoppable. I mean, he at that first half, I mean he was hitting. Aiden O'Connell looked half ass unstoppable. But a lot of it had to do with we we were putting no pressure on him at all. Yeah. All right. And the, and the soft coverage. God, I hate that soft coverage. That whole, we're not going to let you get the big play. We'll let you get seven, eight yards. We're not going to let you get the big play. Yeah. Well, let's talk about another Shooty team guys. here that's coming to Lincoln. Uh, Ohio State. They are, shoot, what are they? They're number five in the latest playoff, uh, the, com- the, the committee's rankings that came out tonight. We'll talk about those here in a second. They're number five, 15 and a half point favorites right now. Uh, Derek, what do you make of this Ohio State team? It's Ohio State. They're good. I mean, shit, they have the best offense in the country. Their defense was a little suspect, but they've looked a lot better over the last four or five games. 
Uh, I don't know if they've faced really good offenses while they're while that defense has started to look better, but either way, the, the defense has looked better. Uh, they don't make mistakes. They, they just don't make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, they they actually became Ohio State. You know the Ohio the Ohio State that we're familiar with. You know, four games in, <laughs> it took them a while to get there, but they are Ohio State now. Uh, Tyler, what do you make of them? Well, I mean, I think that the, the that it took four games is a little bit of a not even accurate history. I think that they went on the road against Minnesota. They won by a couple touchdowns. They lo- they look like crap against uh, Oregon, but after besides that, I mean, they have been pretty good. Um, yeah, Derek, you talked about that they haven't played any offenses, and I was kind of hoping that would be the trend I saw. And yes, Rutgers and Indiana are both really bad. But Maryland's a pretty good offense, and they held Maryland to 17 points. Um, Last week against Penn State, uh, Sean Clifford found probably his best game or one of his best games of the season, throwing for over 390 yards or 360 yards. Um, But they really stopped Penn State's running attack. Um, Yeah, I mean, it, you know, you're literally just sitting there saying, well, if Nebraska's going to win, it's going to be because Ohio State just has a shitty night's sleep like that that's what we're rooting for right now because a b effort from ohio state's enough to beat nebraska is a c effort okay i a a c versus our a i don't think i don't know maybe if you give us our the game we played against michigan and you give us the game they played against oregon maybe that's enough to beat them but again there's no evidence that ohio state team showing up Derek? If they, if they have a weakness, they're a highly pen, they're a highly penalized team. Their pass defense is suspect at best. They're ninety third in the country in pass defense. Uh, they're one hundredth in penalty yards. Uh, tie of possession, they're terrible. So I, maybe you can find a way to keep the ball away from them because that's really the only chance you're going to have. Because our defense, while it's good, it's not going to be good enough to just shut down Ohio State. So, geez, this this is going by a lot quicker than what I thought. Is there any other advantages that Nebraska can uh, find against Ohio State, Derek? Oh, man, I we're supposedly better at running the ball than they are, but I don't know if that's been true the last four or five games. Well, not. I mean, we we were good at running the ball when Adrian Martinez could run the ball. Now that he can't run the ball anymore, whether it's an injury or whatever's going on with them, we're not very good running the ball. Uh, Tyler, I mean, I yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And, and the problem is they're they're good run defense. They're sixteenth in run defense yeah. in the country. Uh, so you're probably not going to run the ball on them. So you're, I mean, now that I kinda, will, kinda, that, that a, I will attribute a, their opponents. Because Indiana is it's awful. A, it's a little bit of a double. It's a little bit of a double-edged sword, though. Like, I, yeah, but Tyler, we're not good at running the ball either. If Adrian Martinez, like Justin said, if Adrian well, Martinez it. ain't running, we're not. I, I mean, unless somehow Jacquez Yant could suddenly start getting twenty carries a game, because he's the only guy who could seem to run and get yardage. Um, but so so it's kind of a double-edged sword. Like I say, keep the ball away from their offense, but the only way you're going to expose them is by passing the ball on them. So, 
you probably don't want to get in a shootout with them, but that's probably your best chance of trying to score too. Derek, how much of a disadvantage is our offensive line against their defensive front? Oh man. <laughs> Does that worry you in this game? Oh, absolutely. But, but I mean, to be fair, our, uh, our offense, our offensive line scares me every game. It doesn't matter who the opponent is, but but yeah, I mean they're 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 six in the country in sacks. Yeah, I mean I and I I, I didn't really go back and look to see where where that where those sacks were coming from. Whether it was defensive line or linebackers, but either way, your offensive line is going to, have to find a way to stop some guys. And Haskell Garrett's still going to be on that defensive line. He tore us up last year. Tyler, is that one of the things that really scares you about our offense, the offensive line? I mean, yeah, I mean, we obviously know that's the weak link of our, you know, team besides special teams. I mean, yeah, so that scares me. I think offensive line scares me. I Honestly, where, where I am scared the most about Ohio State is, like, I, you know, this defense, I, I has been playing well all year. It. It, the question is, is against the best offense in the country. And that's not even, again, that's not even hyperbolic. They're they're the best offense in the country. Are they still ranked number one, Derek? I didn't pull up the latest stat uh, sheet. I mean, in total offense and scoring offense, they are, yes. <laughs> so they're literally, and they're in the Big Ten. And they've yeah. played good defenses. Like, Indiana's a good defense. Rutgers is a good defense. Penn State's a good defense. Not great defenses, but... They play some good defenses along the way, and they're still putting up these yards. Like Minnesota's a good defense. Like, I mean, I, I'll, I'll I'll say this: I, Penn State did find a way to half-ass shut them down C- compared to what everybody else has done against them. Penn State played a good. I mean, Penn State's a yeah. I mean, but it, again, the and you're not expecting a really but lively they're, crowd. They're averaging the four, They're averaging forty-seven points a game. I mean, but you're not expecting a lively crowd in Memorial Stadium on Saturday. It's, a, it's an early kickoff anyways. I mean, I, I just, I, I don't think you're going to get a home boost in this game. It, it's just, there, there, if Nebraska's going to win, it's going to take Adrian Martinez to do the exact opposite that he did against Purdue. If he plays the exact opposite, we have a shot. Like, plays his best play game. His, he's got to play his best game of the season. Yep. Like, well, C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud, we're going to have a chance. Freshman quarterback, you know, he started off what some would consider slow, but he's been really lighting it up. It's, well, it, it's funny because if you watch Twitter, and I, I know how we love how Twitter overreacts, Mo, a lot of Ohio State fans on Twitter wanted C.J. Stroud benched after about three or four games. Yeah. Like, he was like the biggest dirt bag Ohio State's ever had. So uh, is he going to be the best quarterback that this defense has faced? Yeah. Hands down? I mean, it's got to be hands oh, yeah. down, right? I mean, and, and, yeah. and again, and that that's not a discredit to any other quarterback we've played. I mean, he is in a very small group of best quarterbacks in the country. I mean. And, and what further scares me about this is Deontay Williams, he's – most likely he's still going to be out this game. I haven't heard that he's going to return. So Miles Farmer will be back there. And with their receivers, they got some great receivers, tops in the, uh, you know, maybe outside of David Bell, but they got some tops receivers in the uh, in the Big Ten. 
I worry about our secondary in this game. I think it could really get ugly. I think CJ uh, Stroud. I think he could have a really big day against our uh, defense, especially if we're unable to get any pressure on him. We struggled with pressure the last couple of weeks. I mean, we could struggle this week too. Oh, this 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 could get ugly quick, guys. Do you guys feel that way? It could. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, we might as well – do you guys have anything to offer on Ohio State? Now let's just get into score predictions here. Uh, Tyler, what is your score prediction? Oh, get, might as well throw out a bold prediction here, only if it's good though. Nope, nope. I don't know if I have a good bold prediction uh, <laughs> uh, for Saturday. I, I mean – well, you know, our bold prediction sucked last week. I mean, I think, Derek, you called for like six sacks. I called for winning the turnover battle. That was wrong. Tyler, you had like some other fucking crazy-ass uh, yardage yards. stat. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we were so far off. I was the closest, I think, by a percentage. Uh, yeah, I guess you were. <laughs> I guess you were. So you're saying that we didn't win the turnover battle or close to it? No, okay. no, 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 definitely in no six sacks. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, I don't have a bold. We pick. had two, I think, didn't we? I don't know. I think we did have two. So I wasn't that far off. Only four sacks. <laughs> True. I, I my bold predictions. I think we hold them under forty. That is bold. That'll be interesting. All right. Okay. I like it. Keep going. So I guess my, my, my score prediction, um, I, I got Ohio State. Maybe I have this game on the paper a little bit closer than um, what it will be. I actually have Nebraska covering. Um, I'm going to go Ohio State 38, Nebraska 24. I think Nebraska gets a late touchdown to cover um, and make it look a little bit more respectable. Um I, I would imagine by mid-second quarter that we are not playing within two touchdowns the rest of the game. Um, I think about that mid-second quarter will probably start to dra- drown it and uh, probably, like I said, get a late touchdown make it a little bit respectable, but yeah. All right. Derek? Ah, I don't have a bold prediction. I really don't. I don't have a lot of faith we're going to keep this game very close. I, I don't know. I, I, I just I, I have Nebraska losing thirty five seventeen. I, I just I Okay. I don't see it being a very close game. My bold prediction here is Logan Smothers plays. He plays three series. At least three series. I think at this point, you know, what are you saving him for? What are you saving him for? You keep it. Is redshirting him a, even a concern at this point? You know, Frost was asked about that, and uh, he made it sound like, you know, he's the number two guy, and so if they need him, he's going to come in. So, I think with that being said, I mean, if he's going to be your guy next year, you better get him as much experience as you can because you don't want to head into another season. If he if Frost does come back and he's playing a quarterback with little or no experience, 
You know, I mean, that's that's not a recipe for another good year. You know, I mean, throwing Logan Smothers to Ohio State's, you know, throwing him to the Wolves a little bit. But my God, that'll be some good experience. You're not going to face a lot of teams that are better than Ohio State in this league. So just go get it. Uh, I don't think Nebraska is close in this game. You know, I asked you guys if uh, about losing the team. I think, uh, you know, one foot is out the door with this team here with their performance. I think that defense is probably tired of like attempting to carry it for the, the offense. And this is a game where it's just, it, it can get ugly real quick. And I don't see Ohio state, you know, taking the foot off the gas because if they're number five right now, Ohio state, they're going to want to give it to Nebraska so they can get in that top four. I mean, now it's statement football. I mean, they have, you know, what, three games left to play? Whatever they have to play. Four games? They have four. They have four? Okay. So they got to make some statements here. This is a game that they can easily make a statement. So I, I have uh, Ohio State winning 56-20. to 20. Uh, So let's talk about the playoff rankings here. They were finally released tonight. Last week we decided to uh, project what they were. We're going to be, I guess we weren't overly close. Uh, they came out, Georgia number one, two, Alabama, three, Michigan State, four, Oregon, five, Ohio State, and six, Cincinnati. Tyler, what are your takes when they release this stuff? Well, if we want rewind, I said I think Alabama's going to be number two in the rankings. Um, I had them to number two also. I mean, it, it wasn't shocking to me. Um, well, it doesn't matter if I agree. I think that we have the evidence. I mean... You know, I wrote down what I thought. I, I did the, my top eight. I wrote down what I thought the committee was going to do. I had uh, I had uh, um, Georgia 1, Bama 2, Michigan State 3, Oregon 4, Ohio State 5, Cincinnati 6, uh, Oklahoma 7, and uh, Wake Forest 8. And so I, I felt like I was pretty close to what they were going to do. Um, I and, and the funny thing is, is I wrote down Oklahoma 7th. And in the back of my head, I was thinking they're gonna the committee's gonna screw Oklahoma over. That like I don't think anyone in that room is liking Oklahoma. The Big Twelve doesn't like them. The SEC is not really fully bought into them yet. None of the other conferences like Oklahoma. Like so, I just thought the committee would screw them over. But to see the committee screw Oklahoma so royalty royally is just it's hilarious to me. Like because Oklahoma probably independently should be top four. They're undefeated, Power 5. They have the brand name. The Big 12 isn't a trash conference. I know they haven't played all the heavy hitters yet, but the fact that Oklahoma is so low is comical to me because I do think the committee is just screwing it to Oklahoma. Derek? Uh, I I hate the committee. I, I hate this whole thing. I've hated it since it started. Man, I we talked a little bit about this before we got on the before we started recording, but... Man, Wake Forest is getting totally screwed. If their name was Clemson, they're in the top four. They've played good ball. They have, I mean, they've been destroying pretty much everybody they've played. Uh, I think they're getting screwed. I think Cincinnati's getting a little bit screwed. I, I get why they're not in the top four, but to drop them all the way down to six, I think it was a little bit harsh. Uh, Alabama being at two makes absolutely zero sense. And they're sitting there going, well, yeah, but they lost to a top 15 team. Well, yeah, but the only reason they're a top 15 team is because they beat Alabama. 
I mean, come on. Chicken or the egg? Which one comes first? I, I'm, so, I'm so tired of this brand name bullshit. Yeah. The, the, I mean, Tyler, you talk, about, you talk about the brand name. And, th- and that's all it is. It's just a brand name. You wonder why there's no parody in college football. And it's all because of the brand name bullshit. They don't if, even give a if, shit if, about any, losses any anymore. Team, no, they don't. Because if it had been anybody else other than Alabama, they would not be number two with one loss. Okay, but Derek, you say the brand name. And, and okay, Bama, I I'm with you. I agree with you. But you talk about brand name. Why Oklahoma so low? I mean, That's they've the struggled. Brand they've struggled. Name that they've and they've struggled in every game but one. And that was just last week. I I mean, I again, I, I get why they're not like number two or three. I just. I said I had them seventh. I thought they'd be lower. They're like the opposite of Nebraska. Like they've won, like what, seven one possession games. Yeah. I mean, they they don't look impressive. They just don't. Their defense don't look very good. Their offense, it's coming around now. They bench Spencer Rattler, but I mean, I just they I I don't blame the committee for dropping Oklahoma down. I just I just can't buy I just can't believe the Alabama well I can believe it but I just don't understand the Alabama because if there's anybody else there's no way a one loss team's number two no way yeah and it's not like they played a tough out of conference opponent it's not like they have like you I mean, know they played Miami first game of the year which appeared to be a tough opponent until you see what Miami's product was this year. Yeah, you're right. I mean, so they beat Miami. They beat the shit out of Mercer. Uh, Two-point win over Florida. Beat the shit out of Southern Miss. They killed uh, Ole Miss. They were also ranked. You know, squeaked. uh, Or they lost against Texas A&M, who was unranked at the time. Beat up on Mississippi State. Michigan State by far has a better win than Alabama does. By far. And they're undefeated. And they're undefeated. And they had the same key out of conference opponent. And, and I guess they you possibly would say- have and they possibly have the front runner for the Heisman trophy. No, Michigan State should be number two. I mean, there I, I think that that is a if it was a Tyler Schaefer ranking, that would be Michigan State would be two. My my whole thing is is and I get like the optics of it being Bama and I, and everything you're saying is right. But like, it just, it was so predictable. It was like, it was. I, I, I saw this coming last week and I was like, oh, they're, they're going to be number two. Like there was just, it did, it did not shock me one bit that Cincinnati was not in the top four, but that doesn't bother it did me. Not shock me. It did not. It, it doesn't necessarily bother me. It was just predictable. And it did not shock me one bit. that Alabama was number two. The only thing that shocked me out of the top six was that they actually put Oregon ahead of Ohio State. Right. Which I, I, so Justin, I know you're the you're you're like the small conference. Where, where are you, what's your feeling on Cincinnati? That should be top four easy. They're undefeated. So so okay. So I thought you'd say that. So you think they should be ahead of Oklahoma and Wake Forest? Yes. Why? I mean, they they're they're undefeated and they play tougher schedules. Yeah, but I think Cincinnati has a better win than both of them. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, 
Until, I, I have it. until Notre Dame turns to shit. Right now they do. Okay. And the AAC, the commissioner he was on, and he was pretty pissed off uh, about the rankings because, you know, he's like a self-prophecy, uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like you keep saying that the AAC, they never, uh, they don't schedule anybody or they they don't play anybody, but they don't, they never rank the AAC teams, you know? And that's true. I mean, yeah, I guess SMU, they had a shitty loss last week uh, at the end of the game, but you know, Cincinnati's the only one. Houston's a good team. I mean, God, if you look at some of the teams, there's three lost teams that are ranked in the top 25, but a one-loss AAC team. I don't know. It's it's goofy. Well, it, but they're going to do anything the, that they can to keep, you know, a Cincinnati out. Even the recent history of the AAC has looked really good between UCF, Memphis, Cincinnati, SMU, Houston. Yeah, there's been some like, good teams. Like, there have been some really good teams come out of that conference. And they're comparable to the rest of the a- ACC if you take out uh, Clemson. I mean, they're basically the AAC competition level. I, I would say I, I would say that I think the gap between the AAC and the Pac-12 and ACC is smaller than the gap between the Big Ten and and SEC and those other two Power Five conferences. Agreed. Agreed. Like I think that the the like I think they're better. I think they're. I still think the ACC and the Pac twelve are better, but I think that they are closer to that conference than they are to the Big Ten and Big uh, SEC. I mean, you know, or Oregon they lose to Stanford and unranked Stanford. Not a great team this year. But the, the whole conference sucks. I mean, the whole well, Pac-12. Yeah, that, is, is I guess that's a, the and, point. And, I mean, they barely beat UCLA, and I guess UCLA is one of the better teams in the Pac-12, but the, they're not a great. I mean, that, that's my again. point. I mean, they still have one loss playing playing where they do, and Cincinnati, but, you know, they've I won mean, all of their games. So, so my biggest gripe I mean, with te- technically, technically Alabama lost to unranked Texas A&M. Exactly. Exactly. So my biggest gripe with the rankings is not the top. It's the middle. When you get to the the A&Ms and the Auburns, and Auburns may be a little bit different, but the A&Ms, the Auburns, the Kentuckys, the Ole Miss, all these teams, two losses, all ranked ahead of the two lost Big Ten teams, the Wisconsins, the Minnesotas, the Iowas. Like, I, it just, it's like... It's it just clearly they're like, well, the SEC is just better. Yeah. Like, it, and it doesn't matter that Penn State beat Auburn and then lost to Iowa. And I know you don't want to play the transitive property. I know it's, it gets to a really tricky situation, but like, I was ranked 22nd. Penn State, what is Penn State ranked? 15th? 16th? Right. Uh, shoot. They're not ranked. Penn State, I don't think they're ranked. Penn State beat Auburn. Like, let's not forget that. That one of Auburn's, the mighty SEC, the third best team in the SEC, lost to Penn State. Not even, I guess I thought Penn State was ranked. Not even a ranked Big Ten team. Like, it's just, it, it that that's what bothers you. The middle of the pack is just really what bothered me. I really thought that, like, Oh, maybe Wisconsin would get up there. Minnesota would be up there. I knew Iowa would drop because they lost two games in a row. But like, I, you know, I thought they'd still be in the top twenty. It just, 
Like that that right there is what's baffling. Like to have Kentucky ahead of I, Iowa. I was is actually shocking. pleasantly surprised that they had Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa all still ranked. I or ranked, I guess. Barely. I mean I mean, what else are they going to do? Put group of five teams what, in? What What do you want? Wisconsin's got three losses. They have them in the top twenty-five. Yeah, I mean, they're one of three. They're one of two uh, three-loss teams that are. Yeah, one's an SEC team, right? Yeah, yeah. That's probably ranked. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what else you want. Then you got a Minnesota team that lost State. to a Bowling Green team. I mean, they're only a two-loss team, but they lost to Bowling Green. So it would have been easy to leave them out. All right, we'll we'll, we'll follow the, this along here each week. Uh, let's see if there's any big moves here. Well, this weekend, I mean, if there's anything's going to happen with these rankings, it's going to be because of a huge upset because the games this week really suck. Uh, not a great week for weekend of college football. So if you're into horse racing, it's the Breeders' Cup this weekend. So. You can have that second TV on the Breeders' Cup like I will. Uh, so let's get into these games. Wake Forest, That's bit, I don't think we've talked this much Wake Forest on a podcast ever. Uh, number nine, Wake Forest at North Carolina. Yet again, and this is starting to be becoming a trend here, the unranked team is favored over a top 10 team. This is crazy. I don't think I've ever seen it this many times this year uh, in college football, but... Uh, it's, that, it's that name brand, baby. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. All right, Tyler, give us your pick. Wait, wait where, what's the standings? Oh, I was going to gloss right over that. Uh, I, <laughs> Why? We were all shitty. Well, Derek, you weren't too shitty last week, but I went one and five. That puts me at 33 and 21 on the year. Tyler, you went two and four, which puts a game ahead of me. 34 and 20 on the year and Derek with your four and two record last week you are tied with Tyler so you guys are tied for first uh 34 20 so hmm. uh, interesting hmm. yeah I mean you you made it sound like there was no way I was coming back last week and I did it in one week you're not coming back I'm gonna eat I'm gonna eclipse you <laughs> I was hoping well, you would take Nebraska all right, Tyler, so, give us your pick for Wake Forest, North Carolina. You brought up the unranked versus ranked. I think whenever you see an unranked team against a, a ranked team in the unranked's favor, I think Vegas is kind of tipping their hat on what the real outcome is going to be. Wisconsin took it to Iowa last weekend. I don't know if I expect uh, North Carolina to take it to Wake Forest, but I think North Carolina is going to win this game. I like North Carolina for the quote-unquote upset here. All right, Derek. I couldn't disagree more. I, I'm bought in. I think Wake Forest is playing good ball. Their offense is potent. I, I think North Carolina was probably one of the most overranked teams to start this season. They don't look good. Their quarterback, who was supposed to be one of the front runners for the Heisman, has been mediocre at best. Their defense isn't that great. I, I think Wake Forest wins this game. I don't know if it's even that close. Yeah, Derek, I'm with you. You know, I mean, I kind of wanted to go with the North Carolina route, thinking that I'm not going to buy into Wake Forest. I don't think Wake Forest is going to finish the season undefeated. But as much as I wanted to uh, pick the upset here, I mean, North Carolina, they just have not been playing great uh, ball. I mean, uh, they lost to Florida State. You lose to Florida State. Come on, man. You know, and squeak out a win over Miami. And, uh, of course, you know, they, they lost to 
Notre Dame, but that's that can be forgiven a, a bit. But no, I'm I'm taking Wake Forest in this one here also. Number three, Michigan State minus three at Purdue. Tyler. So uh, in, in my, Tyler's world, if I was the rankings, I'd have Michigan State number two. And you know what Purdue likes to do against number two teams? They like to beat number two teams. I, I like Michigan State. They just came off that really emotional comeback victory against Michigan. I like them to come out a little bit flat against Purdue. I, again, I think Purdue is a decent enough team. They took it to Iowa. They beat us. Like I think that Michigan State doesn't come out 100%. And... They they trip up. I like Purdue for the upset. Tyler, can I just say something here? So in our Big Ten and our power polls that we did this week, you had Michigan State one, as we yeah. all did. But you had Purdue, like, at seven? Yeah. <laughs> they win Saturday. Purdue wins and, Saturday, and they will move up to my rankings. And in two rankings. days' time, you're like, yeah, that Purdue team is good. Okay, all right. That's they're fine. four and four. I mean, they're they're five or five and th- whatever the hell they are. Five, five and, and three. three. Okay. They get, they get bowl eligible Saturday. All right, Derek. Wow. I I I don't have anything to answer to that, but wow. Like, I can't believe this spread is as low as it is. I'm guessing because it's because because it's at Purdue, but I I think Kenneth Walker has another five touchdown game. I think Michigan State wins easy. Yep, uh, Derek, I'm with you. I mean, this is this is a easy bet for me. I mean, both those games that we just talked about, Wake Forest and Michigan State, those are games that I will be betting on this week. Yes. Uh, hey, Tyler, you're either going to look like a hero or a zero. Uh, this is here's a game that's going to be a little bit tricky. Number thirteen Auburn at number fourteen Texas A and M. A and M's four and a half point favorites. Tyler. Yeah, this is a the, uh, again. This might be the best matchup of the weekend for me. Uh, I, I went back and forth. I'm going to go A and M because they're at home. I think ultimately they find a way. Uh, College Station is a tough place to win. I think it's equal. I think after the top two at the SEC, there's just a lot of average teams, and these are two of the average teams. And I think A and M is going to beat Auburn. Derek. Uh, you know, I kind of like what Bo Nix is doing there at A&M. I, or I'm sorry, at Auburn. I, I, I like Auburn in this game. I think, I think A&M's way overrated in this whole scenario. They're, they're living off the Bama win. I, I do like what Bo Nix is doing at Auburn, sorry. But I, I got Auburn winning. I, I think they find a way to do it. Derek, me and you. Just turn in my picks for me because I'm with you again. I'm taking Auburn over a uh, A and M that I'm just not sold on. They're living off that. They're living off that Alabama win there. I don't think that's. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sold on A and M. Uh, Tyler, man, I tell you what, there's going to be some huge separation here. Uh, <laughs> Penn State minus ten at Maryland. Tyler. Well, I'm going to. You know, it's interesting because two weeks ago, we all talked about how Penn State was dead. Um, the, the Sean, you know, James Franklin doesn't know where they're playing or who they're playing. This team is done. Um, they've lost to Illinois. Awful. You know what's happening? Sean Clifford is getting healthy. When Sean Clifford is healthy, he is actually a pretty good quarterback. Um, they still have a dynamic wide receiver front. 
Um, Maryland, this I I I like what uh, that Maryland's offense is, but they have no defense. I think this is going to be a pretty high scoring game, probably one of the higher scoring games in the Big Ten this season. Um, but I think Penn State defense is going to slow them down enough. I I I like. Penn State to win this game probably by more than a touchdown, but it'll, it'll be a semi-competitive game going in the fourth quarter. Derek? You talk about Sean Clifford and how good of a quarterback he is, but I kind of wonder if maybe there's not some regret letting Will Levis go because he looks pretty good over there in Kentucky too. I, I would almost take him over Sean Clifford. But uh, at the end of the day, I, I, I Penn State's a better team than Maryland. I th- I think Penn State will find a way to win it. Penn State. Um, yeah, that makes three of us. I have Penn State also in this game. Uh, Tennessee at number 18, Kentucky. Kentucky is one-point favorites in this game. Tyler? I want to pick Tennessee. I really do. I don't think Kentucky is – I think they're overrated, and this ranking just pissed me off that they were so high. Um, but I like Wandale. I'm going to go Kentucky. I don't think Tennessee's a very good team. I think they're at home – I'm going to go ten- Kentucky for just no reason, just because I just don't think Tennessee's good enough to go on the road and win. But uh, Derek, I, I tend to disagree. I think Tennessee's looked really good offensively. I think they struggled a little bit defensively, uh, but they've scored a lot of points, and I don't think Kentucky's defense is going to be good enough to stop Tennessee. And I, I think I think it'll end, turn into a bit a bit of a shootout. I think Tennessee finds a way to win it. Wow. All right, Derek, we finally we finally separate ourselves a little bit here. So it's going to come down to the Tennessee-Kentucky game. I have Kentucky winning. I don't know a lot about either of these teams. I don't really watch them. Uh, but I do check the stats for Wandell. I like Wandell. I'm rooting for Wandell in this game. So give me Kentucky. Uh, so there we have it, guys. We finally finished an episode in under an hour. It's been the first time in a long time. Yeah, I guess there's only so much you can say when we're talking about these losses as they pile up. It's getting nuts. It's not going to get any better after Ohio State. We have Wisconsin and we have Iowa. So we'll see. Uh, This uh, episode is brought to you by Pool Assassin. Special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter, at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook, look for episodes anywhere you get your podcasts, hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to rate, rate, review, and subscribe. Shit, I just said that twice. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening, and as always, go Big Red.